0: Good morning, welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast. I'm Noelle Quero, and this is episode 10. And today we're going to talk about insurance and how stressed out most people are about their insurance coverage. And there's so much discussion online, in social media, and of course on TV, about the current state of our quote unquote health care system which i like to actually refer to as a sick care system because let's be honest that's what it is uh there's not a lot of health care in our healthcare care system but there's so much talk about what's going on in our healthcare system the price of drugs how drug costs are are, are exorbitant for a lot of people and how insurance companies can, you know, deny people and turn on claims and all sorts of things. So I wanna talk about insurance today because it's such a great topic that affects most everybody. And uh, so let's start with Obamacare. Um, as you know, when Obamacare, or it's also referred to as the Affordable Care Act, When that was implemented in 2008, uh, it was supposed to be a great thing. People were really excited about it. They were no longer going to get turned down by their insurance companies for having pre-existing conditions, which as you know, insurance companies became very, very guilty of turning away anybody and everybody if you had a pre-existing condition. And, uh, oh, Obamacare was going to really handle that for people. And basically one of the main rules, uh, one of the main pieces of legislation uh, written into Obamacare is that you cannot be turned down for any type of pre-existing condition. You have to be covered. Uh, So that was great. That was great for anybody who was previously getting turned down. Let's say they had had cancer in the past or heart disease or... Uh, stroke or diabetes or all sorts of things uh, people were getting turned on for so with the Affordable Care Act that was supposed to be a thing of the past and there were some other benefits to the Affordable Care Act such as what they called subsidies which is where if somebody couldn't afford health care the government would you know kick kick in some of the cost so you know, what they would have you do is enroll on their government website and you. one of the main questions is how much money do you earn and if you don't earn a certain amount of money, then the government agreed to put in subsidies to cover the cost of your insurance. Again, a really, you know, seemingly nice piece of legislation that could really help a lot of people uh, who could never previously afford insurance. So this was great Um, and there were a few other little pieces that they built in. So now people who could never afford insurance before can now absolutely get insurance and then people who had pre-existing conditions before could get insurance as well. So these were good things. Now, unfortunately, what started to happen though very quickly was insurance companies as they've been known to do, they rob Peter to pay Paul. So we, you know, if you're a relatively healthy person who has insurance coverage and you rarely, if ever even need to use your insurance, you're paying for the other percentage of people who have, pre, who have ongoing chronic health conditions and you're basically footing the bill for everybody else. So the people who earn more money are footing the bill for everybody else, and the people who are healthier are footing the bill for everybody else. So, what started to happen is every single year that the Affordable Care Act is in place, insurance rates would just keep going up and up and up. Uh, now, this year, 2017, they're actually the highest rates that they've ever been. Uh, they went up. For many people, they went up by uh, almost 25% this year over last year, their their rates. And now, what started to happen with insurance companies is, as anybody who has insurance realizes, is when you pay your monthly, uh, when you pay your monthly premium, let's say it's $600, that premium only what it's doing is actually giving you the right to have an insurance plan. It doesn't do anything else. It's not paying down a deductible. It's not, it's not buying into anything. You're basically just paying, you're paying the insurance company $600 every month just to keep your plan alive. That's all you're doing. You're, You're paying for the privilege of having insurance. It will include two doctors visits a year and a few other, uh, very, very, very affordable things that you could easily cover on your own, even if you didn't have insurance, like, you know, um, uh, a checkup and anyway, it covers a few things. Other than that, though, you're still left having to play a deductible for anything that, that you need. So if you have to go to the doctor and you need specific blood work done, you're, and that, that blood work is, uh, not, the basic basic blood work you're going to have to pay a deductible and you're also going to have to usually pay um, a co-payment for that office visit. So not only do you pay, still pay for the office visit s- something out of pocket, you're still also paying a uh, deductible for the portion of the service that they not that they don't cover. And then if something big happens and you actually need to be in the hospital where they have to cover like a surgery or you're in an accident, you're still left paying generally 20% of the bill, no matter what, no matter what. So what's so interesting, and many, many people don't spend a lot of time realizing or thinking about this, and honestly, we're not educated in this. Um, I happen to have learned a lot about the insurance industry the last several years, so I happen to know more about how this works now, but. But I never really knew or understood what really goes on. Uh, basically, even though you're paying a deductible um, and something major still happens and you're paying your monthly premium, you're always still going to pay for something that happens. You're, so you don't realize you're paying, let's say your, your premium every, year is, uh, every month is $600, so that's uh, 600 times 12 is, is that three, four, I'm not that great at math, 6,000, so $7,200 a year, is that right? So let's say you're paying $7,200 a year for your, just to keep your plan active. Then you still have a deductible, which could be up to five, ten. I've seen deductibles up to $15,000. That means the insurance company won't even pay for anything until that deductible is met. They won't even they won't even pay for anything. So, no matter what, if something happens to you, you're going to have to come out of pocket with that deductible. 5, 10, $15,000, whatever it is for you. So, you're paying $7,200 to keep a policy in force. Just for the privilege of having the policy, then you're paying five, ten, fifteen thousand uh, dollars a year. It resets every year. A year, if something happens, that's your deductible. So what happens? Most people never meet their deductible, meaning. And the insurance companies all know this because they have algorithms. They already know, they already know you're not gonna meet your deductible. The average person, 80% of the population, will never meet that deductible, meaning they know they're, they're making money on you. They're always making money on you. They're never losing. Because you're paying your premiums under the illusion that you have some sort of protection you're going to have to pay that high deductible if something happens, and they know that will more than cover their expenses if something does happen, because they also know the average person's medical bill is $5,000. So when they make that, that uh, deductible more than $5,000, they know it, they've got their money. And there's all sorts of other insurance insider tricks that they use to fool the public into thinking they have all this phenomenal coverage. Because let's face it, we're we're all sold a bill of goods when we're young. We're We're all sort of inundated with this idea that insurance is for the big things that could happen. So if somebody has a heart attack or a stroke or appendicitis, or they're in a terrible accident, we're taught that that's what insurance is for. It's for the big things, which makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, not a, most people could come up with $5,000, but not everybody could come up with $100,000. So that is very true. Insurance should be for the big things. So then, why aren't we just using it in that way? Why are we using insurance with the mindset that we need it for the day to day? Why are we paying for insurance monthly, these exorbitant premiums, and these exorbitant deductibles, and still ending up with 20% of the bill even after we pay the deductible, and still ending up with co-pays? Why are we doing that when we could be actually earning money on that money. We could be taking $7,200 a year and investing it and earning potentially 10, 15% on that money or making money with the money. And then, you know, adding to our wealth, adding to our security, adding to our savings, adding to our retirement. Why aren't we doing that? There's also other ways to look at insurance is if you are proactively healthy person, if you value and honor your health on a daily basis, and even if you don't yet, but you're wanting to, you're wanting to learn how to value and honor your health. You're wanting to learn how to turn your own health around. If you are one of these people, then you start to look at insurance as an expense and a negative. You do not ever look at insurance as some sort of positive asset because it's not. Now, I'm talking about health insurance or let's let's call it sick care insurance, which is what it is. So just imagine you could take the money that you would allot towards an insurance plan and save money with that. May earn money on it and save money with it. Now, what's interesting is With insurance, if you if you have health insurance right now and I've spoken to hundreds of people just over the last year who say, you know, I never even use my insurance. I said, well, and we're all really healthy. We don't we don't really have any health issues. I said, well, why do you have insurance then? Well, just in case, you know, so it's like we live our life with this just in case mentality. Well, what if what if what if? And it's not to say those things couldn't happen or won't happen, but it's the mentality behind it. How many people do you know who have a job that they hate, that they go to every day because they get good insurance, because they have a good insurance plan, what they call a good insurance plan, because they have insurance that they can afford for their family. And if they weren't at that job, they wouldn't be able to afford their insurance. Can you believe how many people live like this? Are you one of these people? Can you, can you think about the logic behind that? You're spending eight to 10 hours a day in a place you don't want to be doing something you don't want to do because you have a false sense of security that the insurance is good or that the insurance being pr- provided is affordable or it's going to benefit you or maybe it is maybe maybe you you're you know there's maybe you're one of these people who believes in medications and you believe medications are going to really help you or you have not really learned how to take care of your health or or really take care or really heal your body so you believe that you need all these medications and or you need all these specialists to tell you something is wrong with you. So maybe you've bought into all those beliefs and that's why you have insurance. But in my opinion, that is not a happy way to live. I, I encourage people all day long when I'm speaking with them to start living a life that does make them happy. That's how we live longer stay happier feel better and enjoy our life well back to insurance so there are insurance plans It in, kind of like life there are life insurance plans by the way that can act more as um a major catastrophe insurance plan so if you're one of these people that could afford a hundred dollars to go to the doctor if you had to or you could afford you know an x-ray for a hundred dollars if you had to and you don't feel like spending seventy two hundred dollars a year on insurance that you never are going to use along with another seven ten thousand dollars in deductibles you can always get a life insurance plan that will cover major catastrophes they're called uh, life insurance with living benefits and there's all sorts of interesting plans now where you pay very like maybe a hundred bucks, depending on your age, a hundred, two hundred dollars a month or less. And they could give you up to 500000 a million dollars in coverage if something were to happen. And that's kind of a better way to spend money. In my opinion, as far as insurance goes, that's kind of what we do. Um, but you know, we haven't, none of us in the house have really been to the doctor in many, many, many years, a traditional doctor. Um, Except my kids go once a year before school for a checkup, um, so that they can, you know, be in school. So, I I wanted to talk about being at a job just because they have insurance. So, one of the things somebody could do to get out of that feeling like you have to stay at a job just for the insurance is start thinking of the logic behind it. Thinking about why are you really at this job? Do you what are why are you what are you really afraid of happening so that you don't think you're you don't think you're gonna be okay if you don't have insurance or you don't have insurance through this job or you need the type of insurance you're getting. And then I would ask you Why wouldn't you wanna spend your time doing something you, you feel passionate about or something that you love and maybe that job would offer insurance too? Or even if it didn't, you'd be making so much more money that if something did happen, you'd be able to cover it, which is another way to look at it because what I have found is when we're happy and when we're doing something we really love that we would practically do for free or we would do for free, the money comes to us in much more abundance. The money flows into our lives in ways you you almost can't believe when you're aligned with your purpose, when you're doing something for yourself that you feel passionate about, and when you're adding value to the world because you're happy, and when we're happy, we add to the world, we add to everyone around us. So. I wanted to just ask you and I hope that you'll leave some comments on this podcast is are, you know, do you feel stuck? Do you feel stuck in a job working at a job because you you have to cover the insurance? Or do you feel like you have to have insurance because you're so worried about this catastrophic event that's probably never going to happen, but what if it does? Or. Do you wish you could take that money and actually make money with that money? Because you know, wouldn't it be great to take $7,200 instead of paying an insurance company to keep a policy in force and it gives you nothing else to at the end of the year have $15,000 with that money or triple the money or something? Because that that's all, those are all possibilities. Uh, So it's just another way of looking at what we've been taught. It's our beliefs around what we think we need. We think we need insurance. What if something bad happens? The way I look at these things is, you know, I've never been a very fear-based thinker myself. It's not to say I don't have occasional fears, but I just, in general, I'm not a worrier. I don't spend my time thinking about what-if scenarios. I love talking about what-if scenarios with people because I get what-if questions asked of me all the time when I'm working with people. And I love taking them on this what-if journey. So whenever they ask me a what-if question, I like to take it 20 steps further and just keep going with it. Like, so, well, what if I don't feel better after a week? And so, well, what if I don't, You know, what if this doesn't really work for me? Or what if... So those types of questions. And then what I'll do is I'll take that mindset and just keep taking it off into Never Never Land. Because that's kind of what we do when we ask what if questions. We're kind of going off into Never Never Land. We're asking about something that is an infinite possibility of what ifs. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Why not just focus on the moment and what you do want which is what I always want to bring people back to is what do you want? Not what you don't want. What do you want? And insurance is kind of like that. It's like, we're always preparing for what we don't want as opposed to why aren't we preparing for what we do want? So like, why aren't we saving all that money? Think about all the money you've spent in insurance over the years, insurance that you've never used. I mean, just think about it for a second or maybe you don't want to, maybe it'll be too depressing, but Think about the thousands and thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars you've spent in insurance over the years that you've never even utilized. Or if you have, it's been very rare. And if you did utilize it, it was probably just a few thousand dollars. I'm sure there's rare case scenarios where you say, oh, yeah, but thank God I had it because we had a heart attack. And then, you know, sure, there's always going to be that. 20% or 10%. But remember, the 80% majority, 80% insurance companies know, 80% of you will never, ever, 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 ever cost them money. They're only going to make money on you. So you're the Peter they're paying Paul with. You're the Peter they're paying Paul. And that's how our whole insurance system is set up right now. And to top it all off, we grow up with beliefs that the doctor's going to save us and the drug is going to save us and we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. The doctor has to tell us what to do. I speak to people all day long who tell me, well, the doctor said I had to do this. The doctor said I had to take this. The doctor said, and I think, is the doctor the master of you? Is the doctor your boss? Are you working for the doctor or does the doctor work for you? I thought the doctor worked for you. Why is he telling you what you have to do as an absolute? As if you're listening to him tell you what to do with your body. Well, he knows better. He's been doing this a long time. Nobody knows better about your body than you. And that, that might sound pompous. I don't know. Maybe that sounds arrogant or naive, but when you learn how the body works and you understand how your body heals, it makes perfect sense. You would never, ever blindly go into a doctor's office and say, oh, you tell me what to do with my body, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna listen to you tell me what I need to do with my body, and why don't you tell me what chemicals I should put in my body, what toxic drug concoctions I should take. I mean, that'll that'll make the symptom go away and never get rid of the problem. So, if you're one of these people that has spent a lot of money on insurance over the years, I want you to think about maybe how you could better use that money. Now, I'm not saying nobody should ever, ever, ever have insurance, and under the Affordable Care Act, they wanted everyone to think that if you don't get insurance, you have to pay a penalty. They're actually doing away with that penalty now, but people were so afraid of having to pay the penalty that they were willing to pay for insurance when they didn't realize that the penalty is very often $500 a year for people, a year, as opposed to $8,000 a year, $10,000 a year, $7,200 a year. So they're doing away with the penalty now, which is good. So a lot of people are under the impression they absolutely have to have insurance by law. That's actually not the case. So. I mean it's it's a very it's a very broken system right now I don't want to use the word corrupt I'm very I'm always tempted to use that word but I'm trying not to use you know inflammatory words when I talk about these topics but corrupt is a pretty closely accurate word because our system is definitely broken and it's run by the big 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 businesses as most everybody knows and everyone's got their hand in the pot so when you go into the hospital and the hospital charges you you know ten thousand dollars a day to stay or when they charge you you know four hundred dollars for a bedpan on the bill what happens is the insurance companies work out deals with hospitals So they have, they have, they always get their money, you know, and hospitals mark up because they're, it's all built into the cost and insurance, people wonder, well, wouldn't insurance companies want people to get cured? Wouldn't insurance companies want people to learn how to stay healthy? Because on the outside, looking in, you would think. Why wouldn't an insurance company want to teach people how to get healthy? Why wouldn't they pay for practitioners who teach people how to get healthy, like health coaches or nutritionalists or you know many other types of practitioners that don't that are not covered by insurance. Why wouldn't they pay for these people if in in the long term, they're gonna save the insurance company so much money by teaching somebody how to get healthy? That person's not going to be, A cost or an expense to the insurance company. And the reason why insurance companies don't want to do that is because they're making money off you being sick. They're making, they have deals with all the drug companies. So every time they can get you on a drug, every single time they get you a required scan or test or procedure that is paid for by insurance. You know how only certain tests are paid for by insurance? If you wanna get other special tests, they're not covered. If you wanna get certain scans that are covered by insurance, other scans aren't. That's because what they've done is they've worked out deals with all of these, you know, businesses, all of the scan companies and the MRI companies and the drug companies, they work out deals. So if they can hook, get, and they work out deals with the testing companies, with the laboratories, with everybody involved. So the insurance company makes money on you staying sick, which were led to believe that they would, why wouldn't they want you to be healthy? Then you're not going to be an expense and then you won't cost them money. No, they don't care. They want you to be sick. They want you to keep doing what you're doing. Keep staying unhealthy because the more drugs you take, the more tests you need, the more procedures you need, they make money off of all these. They have their hand in the pot for all these different companies. And this was so interesting. I never really understood this. Maybe you already know this. Maybe everybody listening to this already knows this. I never knew that until recently because I could never understand the logic behind insurance companies, not wanting to pay for preventive care, not wanting to pay for people who could, practitioners, coaches, people who could really, who really help people save their lives. Why wouldn't they want to pay for that? They don't because it's not in their best interest. Their best interest is to keep you sick. That's how they continue to make money. So with that being said, you know, since I'm all about empowering everybody to learn how to be the healthiest person they can be the happiest person they can be the wealthiest person they can be to attract everything they want and desire into their life Uh, part of that does not include insurance so if you're if you're in the health insurance game right now and you're in the belief or the mindset that you have to have insurance because somebody has diabetes and they need their insulin because somebody has high cholesterol they need their high cholesterol medicine. Let me tell you. I would I would very much look at you know and again the when the student is ready the master appears. So nobody's going to ever look into this when before they're ready. But assuming you might be ready or assuming this is interesting to you, I would definitely look into empowering yourself around your health. Look into how you can get healthy and stay healthy no matter what type of chronic condition you're dealing with right now, no matter what kind of disease you've been told you have. Look into ways to start clearing out your body and healing your body. Because remember, we're just a collection of hundreds of trillions of cells, and our cells are being replaced every second of the day. They're either being replaced with healthier cells or unhealthier cells, and it's always your choice. That's why healing is always possible. You could have a brand new body in a year from now at a cellular level, every organ, every tissue, every bone. So think about taking advantage of learning how to stay as healthy as possible or get as healthy as possible and then you won't look at insurance the same way ever again and in turn you won't look at having to stay at a job you hate just to have insurance that doesn't barely even covers anything so hopefully this was uh you know i don't know interesting, eye-opening, a different way of looking at things, or maybe perhaps you're familiar with all of this information. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your opinion, your thoughts, your input. Please leave comments. You can go to thebodyreset.com if you're interested in hearing more about uh, solutions. And then you can, if you're listening to this on the elevatedlifepodcast.com, I encourage you to you know, respond and interact. And then you can go to the Facebook page, The Elevated Life or SoundCloud. And very shortly, we're gonna be launching The Elevated Life Guide, which will be our top recommended products, the highest quality, organic, natural, sustainable products in every category you can imagine that will add value to your life to make your life healthier, simpler, easier. So we look forward to launching the Elevated Life Guide shortly. And tune in for tomorrow's show. I I look forward to talking with you then. And until then, I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for listening.